This is it, episode number 257 of No Laugh Track Podcast. We're here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. I'm Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. My guest today, this week, the headliner here at Acme. Uh, I looked back. I knew it was two years. It's almost two years ago. Not quite. He was here for episode 162, to be exact. August 8th, 2015. What? You remember it well. Yeah, August 8th, 2015? It was a Saturday. We did a Saturday recording. Yeah, because I screen tested for SNL. Is that what's going on? That's then? why I had to cancel it. Ah, and now you're a star of SNL. So it yeah, all out. that went real well. <laughs> so you know, just please come to the shows tonight. Uh, I didn't get the show. Um, it's yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, that is August. Wait, are you sure it wasn't 2014? 15. August 8th, 2015. Mm-hmm. No shit. Is it still SNL week? I must have just broken up with my girlfriend. My girlfriend that lived in California. Oh, okay. I thought, th- I thought it was 2014. I thought I hadn't been here for three years, but it's, so it's been two years. I looked it up on that, uh, whatchamacallit, that Laughable app. Yeah. You can search your name, then it comes lists all the podcasts that yeah. you're on. Yeah. So, okay, so you yeah. found it. So you, uh-huh. all right. I'm trying to think what was happening in 2015. I was going through a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I went through a breakup with a girl that lived, uh, a, a lovely, nice young lady that lives in California. The uh, screen test for SNL. That's why I had to cancel the Thursday show. Yeah. So I, I and I flew in on Friday to the Fridays and Saturdays show. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was. Uh, it's good to be back. Hey, extra day this week. Yeah, this time, I'm excited. Right? I was. It sucks because sometimes you have to cancel like Thursday shows for stuff or move weekends. And this is one of the best clubs in the country. So when I didn't get to do a Thursday show, I was, I was bummed. I was like, oh man. I was looking at your uh, schedule. Do you don't have a lot booked right now, or is it just not posted? Just, my website's new, and we're finding out a way to list what's in the future because right now you can only list things. You can only put up a date if you have ticket links, oh, uh, like all the info. Oh, so weird. My website's great, and the guy designing it—it's it, just like one of those things where he asked me everything I needed, and this is one of those things three months in where you're like, I should have it coming soon. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, August I'm off the road, but then all of September and October, oh, okay. I think I'm on the road. Um, and somewhere next week. Uh, I'm in Washington D.C. at the at the Draft House next week, and then Just for Laughs um, Comedy Festival in Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not real good at the whole internet, you know, like uh, promoting. I'm going to be in Boise doing a comedy festival there, the 208 Comedy Festival in September. Rumors, Winnipeg, so that's happening. When you go to, um, I want to go to Montreal to go to that Just for Laughs thing sometimes, yeah. so badly. And San Diego. Okay. So there you go. So it's all different places. Uh, by the way, also on the opposite ends of the map, I'm as I'm saying that, I'm like, <laughs> Winnipeg, San Diego. Yeah. Good job, Dan. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of fucking layovers. <laughs> uh, Montreal, what is, uh, you've gone before, right? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been about five years since I've been back. So I'm excited to go. Uh, I think I'm hosting one of the new faces. Were you a new face last time? Or no, no, I never. I got new faces unrepped in 2011. 
that's that's another category they do. Yeah, new faces it was kind unwrapped. Of, as my friend Chris Laker called it, no faces. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> yeah, it was one of my favorite. He made that joke in a Greyhound when we were driving up there, and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> You're always like, there's always the best comedy comes out of the saddest shit. No, uh-huh. it, was, it was a good opportunity though. Yeah. They, you know, they kind of took. Because new faces had became a thing where managers and agents were like, you got to use my guy, you guys, my, and it kind of, from what I'm told, new faces used to be like, hey, these people don't have any representation, they're funny. Yeah. So they kind of tried to, you know, they did that again. And I, I, they, they're still doing new faces on rep. Maybe I'm hosting new faces on rep. That would make much more sense. <laughs> Full the, circle. Yeah. If they make me host new faces, it's almost like they're teasing me. They're like, hey, remember that thing you didn't get? Why don't you host it? Remember how? Oh, remember when you did? Oh, you didn't do it. Oh, remember when you had you were at this level? Oh, oh no, never no, no, mind. No, you probably don't. Anyways, <laughs> they ripped my check up in front of me. I'm like, you guys are mean. Montreal. No, I, it's a it's a really fun festival. I'm looking forward to going back. Where were you this morning? Where did you, you flew here today? Where New were York you? City. You were coming from home. I was in my apartment in New York City. Well, Queens. Well, story of Queens. Did you work this week? Uh, yeah, I, I do the big Jay Okerson and I have the bonfire. Yeah, on Sirius Satellite Radio. So we do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday live, and then we have a pre-record episode on Thursday that comes out. So yeah, and then sets after that after the show. So that's how you get around sex. Me and Jay, if you say <laughs> sets too weird, it can sound like you're saying sex. Sorry. Yeah. Jay and I fuck after every radio show. <laughs> I have no follow-up questions for that. I'm yeah, sorry. There you go. We're just letting it know. That's the process. <laughs> uh, oh, so that's how you get around going out on the road on Thursdays. It's pre-recorded. Yeah, we do. Um, the God, you know, one of the best radio hosts of all time, Ron Bennington. Yeah. We got lunch with him, and he was like, "Yeah, just do 45 minutes before your live shows, and then just put that together as a Thursday show." And you're like, yeah, that's genius. Yeah. So we just come in an hour early. And then we're, you know, we don't have to worry about it. When you were here in uh, August 8th, 2015, yeah. I think you were just starting that. Is that right? Does that, that is absolutely sense? correct. Right? We just started the bonfire. Because yeah. we are hitting our two-year anniversary July 27th. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be up in go. Montreal. So, yeah, we're hitting, it'll be, we'll be two years old. And the live shows? You've been yeah. doing live shows with that? We've been doing some live shows. Moon Tower, Clusterfest, um, live from the Village Underground. So there's a lot of stuff where... In the two years, we've really learned what not to do on live shows and what to do on live shows. And we've kind of realized that Jay and I are comics, so we can just go up there and talk and have a guest. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Like, we thought you had to do, like, things, like, activities. Uh-huh. And then it was like, oh, no, just Jay and I can just go up. And the crowds are fans, so they're, they're there to have fun. And so are you saying, do you think you do a different show when it's just you guys in the studio? And you do, you go to a studio and do them, right? Yeah, like yeah we do them from uh, the the Sirius building in New York. Yeah, you we, think no, it's we different? A, oh, 1,000%. Because we have, in the studio, we, I mean, I shouldn't say 1,000%. It, it's different, but it's, it's, that's like our home base. So it's like, we have the whole staff there, like, you know, the other guys on the show, Lou and Jacob and Christine. Which they're all there in the live show, but we're in the round. We're like looking at each other. Yeah, and we got Lou too, and um, you know we had Andy Merkface Andy, and now he's on DePaulo show. But yeah, the live show it's it's just it goes back to kind of just Jay and I being stand up comics where we're just it's like us yeah being funny with each other, and then Jay is the best person at crowd work. 
so him going into you know he can go into crowd work and then we'll both play around and then we have a guest because we were doing stunts and sometimes we, we still like to do some live stuff that maybe you know we wouldn't do but it's it's kind of weird to like scale it back and be like oh he should have just been doing this the whole time uh-huh and should then- just been fucking being funny yeah less is more sometimes yeah exactly totally. yeah yeah it took us a little bit to learn that i uh i listened to the cluster fest episode recently yeah with nate and jesselnick really good one yeah that was a lot of funny it was weird because we were just all hanging out before that so it was weird to like just hang out and be like all right well now we got to go hang out in front of people yeah and then it was like jay and i and then it was like you could tell because nate came on first and it was just like kind of weird because all four of us were together and we're like all right anthony you gotta wait like, first, both you two wait. Jay and I are going to go have fun. And then you guys. So it was kind of just like, should we just all have them out at the same yeah, time? Yeah. But for the sake of the show, that's what we're learning from doing two years at Moon Tower and having a ton of people on one year and then less people the next year. And, you know, it's kind of fun. And the show is so much fun to do that. Are you getting used to, like, the dumb radio things where you have to, you know, go to a break and, like, not making that too awkward? Yeah, I think Jay and I just talk at each other, and that's what Jacob's there for. Our producer's like, hey, go to commercial. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we got to go. Okay, we'll go to commercial. And we can stumble into it. I mean, our live reads are atrocious sometimes. But that's the fun part. I think we're more comic than radio guys, and I think that's why our show works. Had you done, have you, I know a lot of comics or like actors start by doing, you know, like TV, radio, or mostly TV commercials. Did you, have you ever done any TV commercials? I never did commercials. I did radio, but that was when I was in college and then when I first moved to New York City. But I, um, I, I got a commercial agent and I never wanted to do, I wanted to do voiceovers. Yeah. I love doing, I would love to do voiceover stuff because no one sees your face, but I feel like commercials can be a slippery slope i've known i there there's a couple actors i know that are in commercials and do tv and film and they're fine yeah but i know some actors that just did commercials and just got really good at commercials and then they're you're just a commercial actor yeah but uh um, you're friends with flow yeah, uh <laughs> dude i was in la to i was in this is the most la thing i could say but i was in la uh-huh. um, taping ari shafir's this is not happening and i went to a starbucks and i was pretty stoned and these two, I was at a donut place called Kettle Glaze Donuts. It's, exa- it's my favorite donut place in the world, and it's in Los Angeles. Okay. So I got really high at my hotel. I took my rental car to Kettle Glaze to buy, they have the best jelly-filled donuts in the world. And it's in L.A., which is weird. You wouldn't think it's, but I love it. I don't yeah. know. They're gluten-free. No, they're like, <laughs> they're like, feel like shit after, but like a good kind of shit uh-huh. after. Ah, I love it. Um. I'm sitting there buying the donut and making a coffee, and these two guys are like, I actually knew Flo when she was doing Groundlings. No. It's like, oh, yeah. And then the other guy's like, I know the guy from some other fucking commercial. And you're like, <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> you suck so bad. You know the conversation you're having. But that made me think. That always, that always makes me think of Colin Quinn's joke where he's like, "You uh, don't you hate when people act out a story and someone hears it out of context so you become the bad guy? Yeah. Where they're like, I don't care if you're his uncle, you don't take baths with him. <laughs> um, but that's how I kind of feel where sometimes in New York you can catch a snippet of a person's conversation and be like, oh, that person sucks. But you don't yeah. know. Like with my girlfriend all the time, I make fun of people to her and she does like a we'll be making fun of someone and she'll do like a shitty girl voice of like, I'm like freaking out. And if someone's walking by, they could hear that and be like, Oh, that chick sucks. Yes. And you're like, no, no. It, yeah, no, you're she's like, doing a character. Yeah, no, no, she's no, no, making no. Fun. no, she's making fun of an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. 
She's great. By the way, honestly, isn't that one of the best things of um, compatibility is if you have that – because I do that. Yeah. Rip on people on TV. Oh, rip on yeah. people when we're sitting at a restaurant. It's not a nice thing to do, but it's so fun. I, and, I think it is I, – I think there's and thank like, God she's on board. My wife is on board with that. Yeah. And not like, you're well, a dick. That's why you're married to her. Yeah. Is because um, I think that's a weird fucked up thing where it's like um, you're not allowed to make fun of someone, but you're allowed to be on Twitter just like aggressive at them. <laughs> it's like a weird thing where you're like, don't be funny, but you could be mean as shit. That's yeah, what yeah. Twitter's done now where you're like, uh-huh. yeah, because I remember my aunt saying that about uh, my uncle. She was like. Your uncle Eric and I used to just like make fun of people and just clown on each other and make fun of every everybody and it was great. And you're like, yeah, because then it feels there is a kind of like us versus the world mentality. Mm-hmm. But it's also fun to laugh. It's like comics do that all the time. I, I think more than any job, we like my favorite thing is to when someone walks by to say it's another co- like I do it with Nate all the time, Nate Pargetti and uh, Jay and. You know, all my for Joe DeRosa. Yeah. But someone will be walking by and you're like, oh, what's up? You know, if it's like a homeless looking dude, you're like, what's up, broke Stephen Wright? Just something <laughs> stupid where you just say another comic. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard for me to explain. <laughs> Nate had the best, oh, what's up, Hannibal Burris? And we were in public and I just started laughing at this guy. And I was like, I'm not laughing. He just nailed it. <laughs> really? <laughs> like it looked like Hannibal. Where you're like, that looks like Hannibal. <laughs> you're like, you, you have those sometimes. I had a fat. Who did I had? I oh, I had a, a old, old out of shape Mike Vecchione, who's my roommate. Okay. Um, <laughs> we Jay- were just had to get together with some buddies of mine, and uh, they busted out a picture that they found. Uh, they someone took a picture of a news report on TV. Yes. And it's our buddy Matt Fat. Yes. Dude, it's Fat Matt. Yeah, dude, and those are the best. Two years old and still as funny as it was two yeah. years ago. Because it's. It really is like um, Fat Matt. Yeah, it's it just uh, it, we're simple creatures. You're like that does look like that. Very. Uh, I want a few more things about the bonfire. It, w- it used to be just two days. Yeah, Monday, week? Wednesday, and then who? Who was it? Them or you guys? Like, uh, we could do this more. I think, like you know, I think yeah, um, we were willing to do more, and they wanted us to do more, and so it was just kind of like cool. Um, it's interesting because it's like four days a week, but we're on the road and doing other things. Like, there's going to be times where we have guest hosts. Yeah. Where, you know, I think we're already having one next Wednesday. I'm going to have Louis J. Gomez and Dave Smith, the uh, other members of Legion of Skanks, on yeah. just with me. All right. So on. it'll be me and those two on Wednesday. And then the next week, it'll be like me, Joe List, and Mark Norman do one episode. So that's actually kind of like the fun part of doing four days a week is. We get to do more shows when we're both in town, yeah. but if we're not, we also get to bring on like our friends and have fun shows. I uh, I don't remember if I asked you this because uh, last time, where how far back do you and Jay go? I met Jay when I moved to New York through just like uh, barking and working in the village. And yeah. He was always super cool, but also like one of my favorite comics to watch. And I started hanging out with Louis J. Gomez and Dave Smith. Uh, sorry, I, 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 w- I wasn't forgetting Lewis's name. I was picking my foot up off a wire. <laughs> People who listen to the podcast are like, did he almost forget the Puerto Rican rattlesnake's name? I would never. Um, For people not here, uh, it's just me. He has cue cards. Yeah, I'm like, uh, some fella, some Hispanic fella. But I met Lewis and Dave. Uh, they were doing poster dog comedy. And so I started hanging out with them. And I met Jay through them. And, you know, it's kind of like how you your group 
how you meet your friends. Sure. You know, yep. like I met Nate through Joe List, and I met Joe List at just hanging out at a comedy club. Right on. So, um, do I? Me? You probably you may not have an answer for this, but. I still kind of collect baseball cards. Oh. Like, I'll go, like, if I'm at Target, yeah. and I'm buying, like, the Target shit, but then you get to, you know, like, ah, you know, you see those new tops or whatever, I'm like, I could buy a pack or two. Wow, I, I will say, that is niche. Yeah. That is, I don't know, good for you. And did you, have you seen the big Jay Okerson baseball card? I, I have, uh, he has what we have one in the office. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, right? How the fuck did that happen? He did some promotional stuff for Live at Webster Hall, his hour special on Comedy Central, and they made a baseball card yeah. for Allen him. Yeah, Allen and Ginter is yeah. the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made him, um... They made him a baseball card. Yeah. And they put him in packs. I couldn't believe it. Isn't that pretty awesome? There's, a, there's the Sklar brothers have yeah. cards. It's like, it's, what? But that's what we should do, man. Comedy's popular enough. Let's get some trading cards. Yes. Going. I'm telling great. you. Uh huh. Get like a rookie Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> yeah. That's valuable. <laughs> exactly. Mint condition. Uh huh. I got a new faces Nate Bargatze from 08. <laughs> See? He's doing, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> He's doing his Vince Young joke. People can, you know, after shows, like let's say at Acme, meet out in the lobby and trade after the shows. Oh, that'd be great. And I got six big J's. I only need one. Uh, yeah. What do you guys got? I'll sell you off. Who else you got? <laughs> I got a Scalar. Both, both of them or just one? You got the one where they broke them up. You're like, oh, that's more <laughs> valuable. Good thing they have their names on them. Do you have, part. how many cards do you own? Uh, too many, too many, um, thousands, and m- most are worth nothing. What's most are most... worth less than the box I'm keeping them in. Probably. What's your most valuable card? I don't know. Probably something from the last couple of years. That's the thing is the, that whole industry has changed. It's not just you know where you like they don't put ba- uh, bubble gum in the packs anymore because nah. it ruins the cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, now it's you know you open them up and it might have like a piece of a player's bat or a piece of the base or what? yeah yeah or a piece of their unit like a uniform like it'll be like um you know somebody from the twins you'll see like the upper corner of the t or something what? on the card those are the valuable ones no or shit yeah but the old ones don't fetch a lot of money i don't I'm on the, I'm, uh, yeah if you took really good care of them and they're super rare the problem is in the late 80s early 90s they made so many cards that people would have to destroy their collections and just a handful would hold on to them that's the only way they'd be worth anything man i had backpacks full of cards yeah oh yeah you know what i used to love the most i don't know if this is blasphemy to you um X-Men cards. Ooh. Hmm. X-Men cards and uh, wrestling cards. I had some wrestling cards. Yeah. Uh, Big J, when he got that card made, he brought back a box of WWE 2013 cards, which I still have in my apartment. Yeah. So that's cool. And, and occasionally when I'm bored, I'll just open a pack. Uh-huh. And go, oh, cool. Yeah. That's that, fun. That it's a fun way. It's, it's a way to, you know, brighten a Thursday morning. Absolutely. I've even gotten my kids uh, tricked into thinking that organizing them is fun. That's great. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. Someday Do your kids read the stats? Uh, no. I have two daughters. They don't even like baseball. They just but like to organize. Yeah. Just creating two OCD children. I know. Yeah. That's all right. It's like, Dad, I have to wash my hands a hundred times. Also, your, <laughs> your cards are all alphabetical. Do you want these by... Uh, yeah. Could you, uh, I did it by height. I also did it by draft class in order and team name alphabetically. But then I did this set uh, re- by region of the country and what city they're from. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go turn it on and off the light switch 46 <laughs> times. 
Yeah. I'm going to go enter the litter box seven times. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, cards. Yeah, I used to. It was a very, like, I think I was so unorganized. That's why I got out of it. Yeah, I mean, I was first introduced from the kid across the street, and if I would have started collecting like him, I would have kept all my cards in a brown paper bag. That's yeah. what he did. He would just like get the bag out, dump them on the floor, and we'd start looking at them. I had a denim backpack. Yeah, same and thing. I, I, uh-huh. I just dumped them in there. Me and my friend Johnny used to, he had this trick where we would go to Osco Drug, and then we'd buy a pack of football cards, take the receipt, go back in, grab another pack of football cards, and walk out, and just do that. <laughs> Like a lot. You didn't need to do that. It's a, yeah. As a kid, that's probably the, the easiest thing to steal. If yeah, you didn't, want didn't to. realize that. Yeah. But we got stopped they're once. Po- they're like, pocket size. Yeah, and you like, got stopped. Yeah, and we we're like, he's like, you got a receipt. And you're like, there you go. Boom. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, I all right. And then it's from and, yesterday. In but... an odd twist of fate, we went back to Johnny's house to look at the cards. I left them there, and Johnny took them from me. So there you go. No honor among thieves. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Damn it. There was a Rocket Ishmael in there, too. I remember that. <laughs> I remember getting a Notre Dame Rocket Ishmael, and I was like, this is going to fucking set me up for life. That's better than a uh, Kadri Ishmael. Yeah. He's the one that played for the Vikings. I didn't even know that. Yeah. He had a brother? A brother. Really? Kadri? Quadri? If he was, so if it was Q-A. Rocket Ishmael, what do they call him? Like Booster? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Scud. Scud Ishmael. He, yeah, he was uh, Rocket was a disappointment professionally, and his younger brother was even had less uh, impact. <sighs> Did he go to Notre Dame too? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I didn't know. Now I'm all interested that there's another Ishmael. Mm-hmm. I have to go look that up. Yeah, it, it, he exists. I learned something every time. I uh, watched your. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched your part of the stand-ups on Netflix oh, cool. this week. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks for watching it. Very funny. A guy I work with has been going and coming coming to work uh, every day, and he's watching episode by episode oh, and okay. hasn't gotten to you. I'm like, the guy that's on the podcast this week and at Acme is on that show. Have you watched it? Well, I watched the woman and the other woman and the black guy. I go, you don't okay. know anyone's name? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But um, it, this is the first weekend I've, I've uh, worked where the special's been out. Oh, okay. Because last weekend I was in the city, and I'm you're only doing 20-minute spots. So um, Nate and I talked about it. Like He's like, yeah, I, I say at the beginning of my set, like, if you saw my special, there's going to be those some of those jokes in here. Yeah. Because I think there is, like, this, like, weird pressure. People are tweeting at me, I'm going to see it at me, and you're like, I don't know. I feel like I disappoint if I do the, really? the same jokes. But it's brand new. I, I know. Mean, the special's brand new. So but it, it's just one of the it's it's the many that screw it up. For, it's the few that screw it up for the many. Because some people are like, I saw you do that joke the other time. And you're like, yeah, that's how comedy works. Yeah, I mean, keep doing a joke. It's that simple. That's how comedy works. Yeah, you yeah. Just keep working a joke. I'll have new ones mm-hmm. if I come back in a year. I hope to have. But then I was like, oh yeah, I haven't been here in two years, so maybe I can do stuff. From, but there's not in between because I did the hour special after I did it last year. Yeah. Last time I did Acme, I did the hours the uh, hour special, not special for comedy special for Comedy Central, <laughs> and then the half hour. So I'm like, well, they're all out there. Yeah. I, got, I have like 15 minutes that I wrote since we recorded the half hours. Oh, okay. So it, there's like jokes, but I don't know. It, in the day and age we're in now, people are like, how do you? 
do you just have a brand new hour? Are you doing the same stuff off the special? You're like, probably some stuff. Yeah. Some stuff I'm not going to do. There's some stuff, I don't know. So it's weird. It's like a weird pressure that I've never, because it's a great club and you want to murder. Yeah, I, I hear that. I just, as somebody who's not a comedian and only consumer of yeah. it, I, I mean, as far back as I can remember, that's just, it's understood. Yeah. You, you, there's a chance you're going to see stuff that you saw on TV, especially yeah. if it's newly released on television. And these days, you know, as opposed to 15, 20 years ago when it wasn't on TV very much or just very few, you know. Yeah. Now it's exploded. Now Netflix is packed. and There's a lot of stand-up on Netflix, which a lot is of good for stand-up. I agree. Um, is there a bubble? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll start seeing it. I know. We'll start you, seeing it, but it's like... It does make you think about the people that, you know... Because I have people that, you know, come here and perform at Acme, and we're doing it, you know, that experience the bubble that yeah. burst yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it got... Like, people don't realize that there, it was... But I think with technology, that, that bubble won't disappear. Because I think in the 80s it popped because stand-up got so popular that when mainstream... When it dropped out of mainstream, it kind of dropped out of everyone else's mind. Mm-hmm. But now, there's so many comedy fans that know they're savvy. They know how to. They know which clubs are good. They know which podcasts to listen to. They know yes. where to get specials or you know which. It's crazy. There's just so many avenues mm-hmm. that you're like, I don't know if it'll. It won't pop. It might deflate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it'll pop. I hope not. Fuck, it's my job. <laughs> my, <laughs> Do you uh, watch other people's specials? Yeah, um, but not a lot. Not a lot. Which I used to all the time. I used to watch every special out there. Um, you don't now because you don't have time? Yeah, I don't have time. And if I'm going to spend time on stand-up, I need to spend time on my stand-up. On your own, right. Um, but I do watch, like, like I watch the stand-ups. Um, Rory Scovel's one of my favorite comedians, so obviously watched his when yeah, this his came out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I try to keep a part of me to stay a comedy fan. We're like, I'm a fan of Rory's. Yeah. Um. So I like waited, like when it came out, I was like, I'm excited to see that. But I'm not going to watch every special. That There's just there's too many specials. There is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. Like watching like Al Madrigal's special was great. Um, yeah, I like watching... I'm excited for Ari Shafir's pulling out a double special on July 18th. Oh, where's that? On Netflix. That's going to be Netflix too? Yeah. So oh, there's sweet. like, you know, you get excited for the stuff that you know's coming. And You mentioned, uh, I saw, I think it was on your Twitter somewhere, that, and you just mentioned it, the, you recorded This Is Not Happening. Yeah. Did yeah, you do it with Roy Wood, though? Yeah, yeah. I did a Roy Wood. I did the Roy Wood hosted This Is Not Happening. But I got a, if you watch the episode, just look at my t-shirt I'm wearing. Okay. That's all I'll say. Okay. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> we pulled some moves to get that t-shirt on me. Really? Yeah. So. Around the, A big f- a fan. Uh, around from, the network, you mean? From Edmonton. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Edmonton, Canada, named Joe. Joe Balin- Balininski. Great. G- uh, good dude. Fan of Ari's and mine. And he uh, overnighted me this shirt when I was in LA. Oh, okay. So it was pretty cool. All right. Well, do you know what? Do you have any idea when that comes out? Fall. So I might do. I'm going to do that story probably this weekend. Oh, okay. Like it just makes sense for me. It's a 15 minute story. Yeah, okay. It's not out yet. So then it's like that saves you a little bit. So it's like mm-hmm. 
you do the 15 minute story and then when that comes out in the fall i'll have that'll be replaced by 15 minutes of material because you know i'm working every night and i'm still trying new jokes you're still trying new shit out so it's like that it's like all right that story bought me because i've been working on that for the last month and a half sure just trying to tighten that up yeah did you i'm curious like putting out uh the hour that was on comedy central yeah not special that just came out like in 2016 yeah and then this one that just came out, what, yeah. 4th of July or something. Yeah, did did you ever think, like, no? this is, wow, an hour and a half of material out there within a year? Nah, there's part of me that's like, I'm just a cynic. I'm just a cynic. There, I, I think I have, like, very few moments where I'm like, it's pretty cool. It, it is, I'm, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, like, proud, because I, I think there's a lot of really great jokes in both specials. Um, and put it to put on an hour in 2016 in May of 2016 and then a half hour in July of 2017. Um, I think it can, it shows growth, but it definitely also is like one of those things where, um, I, whenever any comic washes a joke, you want to do it over again. Uh-huh. Like I do it better now. Yeah. So I have a hard time looking at that where I'm like, ah, that joke got turned into this and it was great. And I wish I could have done it that way. But I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of both specials, and I'm, and Netflix was really cool to be like, hey, listen, we want you to be a part of this first season of the stand-ups. Do you have 30? And I was like, I do have 35. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And Robbie Praw was so awesome. And to tape with Nate, who's one of my best friends, was like a dream come true. Yeah. Because Nate did full-time magic, you know, in 2015. and That was a Comedy Central special, Yeah, that too, was right? an hour on yeah. Comedy Central. Um Came out Cinco de Mayo. I remember that because he got, they aired it the night of the fucking Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Oh, yeah. And Nate's one of the best comics out there. And you're like, you guys couldn't have put him on Friday. There's no way you could have you put him on Saturday against Pacquiao Mayweather. You just brought up the the only boxing match I've like gone to a party and watched in the last 15 years yeah. was that night. Yeah, yeah. dude, there you go. Uh-huh. And, and fucking poor Nate got a special put out that night. <laughs> But he's one of not only my favorite comics, but, you know, one of my closest friends. And so the opportunity to we it was awesome. It was just like from beginning to end, an awesome experience because we rented a we Airbnb to house uh, Nate, myself and then Mike Vecchione in L.A. And um, we just went there for the just to tape that special. So it's like we it's like hung out with my my best friends all oh, week, cool. who you never see because you're on the road. Right. I see Nate if he comes to New York, if we happen to catch each other at a festival but this was like a whole week of us just staying in LA. So it was fun, you know, playing video games and talking shit and late night, you know, bitch sessions. Yeah. Just gabbing. <laughs> you just know, gabbing just like, gabbing like girls you know, can just do. Just like gals, just spreading <laughs> secrets. Right. But it was, it was fucking, it was a blast, man. It was just fun, this whole process. And now it's like. And you're of, on Netflix radar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's nice to know that I don't have to put out another special till 2019. Like, I think that's when I'm going to wait. 2019. Yeah, I want to go get, like, I want to I put out, like, a great special. So it's like, I'm going to take time. Yeah. I got two special. You know, like, hopefully the, ne- the Netflix thing is insane with the amount of eyes that get put on it. Hell yeah. I mean, you don't realize, like, it's the first time I've done something where people are tweeting me, tweeting at me or emailing me the week I'm somewhere like, hey, when are you coming here? And you're like, I've got a lot of like, when are you in Minneapolis? You're like, I'm here this weekend. When are you in Washington D.C.? I'm there next weekend. So it's like, oh, that's awesome. It, it, hopefully, it turns into ticket sales. Yeah, because that's what you need in order to build a new hour. 
It's like I don't care about the, the money thing. Is like sure, whatever. It's gonna go up. It's gonna come down. That's yeah. what jobs do. But like, I've all I'm sick of apologizing to waitresses. So I just want what? enough people to come see me. I've said it before on podcasts, but I mean it. it it's such a real thing. I I've worked in the service, and we were talking about it before with the podcast. I worked yeah. in the service industry for six years. Five to six years. I mean, service industry in total nine years, but I waited tables for five years. I feel so bad. Th- the fact that I get to do this job feels like I'm cheating. Mm-hmm. Like I got a one over. Like something happened where you're like, okay, I guess I get to come to, you know, go to Minneapolis for three days and just do jokes. Yeah. Just get to do five shows and make money to pay my rent. It's insane to me, but what? I've I've been a waiter trying to be a comic, mm-hmm. and so I feel extra bad when I'm being a comic and I'm watching a waiter not make money because I'm being a comic. If that makes any sense, <laughs> if that makes any sense, it's a guilt. It's like, have you passed that along to a therapist at any? Oh point? yeah, I'm in therapy, and, and you know we're working Man. on. We got bigger fish to fry. Man, but that is like, there's so many times where it's like, all right, Jenny, you're cut, and she's like, okay. And then, like, you'll hear another comic be like, don't worry, Joe Coy's coming next week, and he sells out. You're like, ah! <laughs> All right. Ah, God, that stings. It's like having the, it's like having your comedic ego to wind knocked out of you. Uh-huh. We're like, all right, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> that really did happen, by the way. That sentence was said in my earshot vicinity. I won't say which club. I don't uh-huh. want to get staff in trouble, but I was like, I felt so bad. Oh, no. no. I felt so bad. It's like, don't worry. <laughs> a guy who sells tickets is coming. Did you see, uh, I was looking through uh, some uh, news stories before I came here. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg yeah. made some uh, news leaving a $2,000 tip at Good the Waffle House. Good for him. Yeah? Yeah. It's always endearing. Uh, you can't tip your way out of those robot guys. <laughs> Donnie, I don't know why you're leaving so much money for these people when there's robot costs. If you listen to the bonfire, you'll understand what that is. But yeah, that's why I love the bonfire because Jay and I like it's making your friend laugh and other people hearing it mm-hmm. and hearing the joke. Yes. Like I've texted Jay so many times like robot cars makes me laugh. Uh, retired ZZ Top, my girlfriend and I were in Colorado and it was a thing we did on the show uh-huh. where we played the song LaGrange and then we did ZZ Top. The build, the break into the guitar lick where they go, ha, 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 ha. We did um, them is at a retirement home. And my girlfriend and I were in my rental car and LaGrange came on and she just started laughing. <laughs> my girlfriend was like, ah, fuck, that's funny. She's like, no, nah, I, I can never take that song seriously. Uh-huh. When you want to go, yeah, they put pills in my pudding. <laughs> yeah, it makes my stools firm. <laughs> yeah. But doing that, like with Jay, yeah. and like crying laughing, dude, when yeah. you were talking about shit. There's stuff that I'll think about that we did about this week on the show where I want to call him and be like, dude, I have so much fucking fun hanging out with you. Yeah. So that's always been like the thing with Jay, and I've told him, is like, I just want to do this show as long as possible where it's just this fun and then, you know, see where it goes. But Jay's so good on radio. That senile uh, Seinfeld. Was yeah. It? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Se- that the one I heard? Senile Seinfeld. Was, that was from Clusterfest. Yeah. Who are you? Where are we? <laughs> Where's my nurse? <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Because uh, everyone kept laughing, leaving to go see Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we were shitting on him. I mean, he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah. But also, 
destroyed outside in the cold. Oh, really? He was working, too. I love when you can tell a comic's working, but when they start getting results, like, I was with Nate, DeRosa, Sal Volcano, um, Big J went back to the hotel. Who who else was there? And we were all like, oh, um, Josh Adam Myers, a couple other people. We were watching Seinfeld, like, it was outside, it was cold, it was late, it was the last show of the festival. People were drunk, and he fucking murdered. Yeah, like he picked them up. It was it was pretty incredible. That's a forty. That's like a thirty five year vet right there. When's the last time you performed outside oh. in comedy? And how do you avoid it for the rest of I your don't career? Do it. <laughs> I mean, it can be good. I did uh, like four years ago in twenty thirteen. I did Comedy Central's Stars Under the Stars, but I opened the show. So like. I was supposed to go out and do 10 minutes and then bring up Gabriel Iglesias so he could host. And then it was like Jeff Ross, John Mulaney, Amy Schumer, Adam Devine. It was a bunch of like big names. Yeah. And it was like 3,000 people in the park. So it was a lot of people. There's great. A, and it was great. There's a uh, comic that was here within the last month. Actually, I, the uh, the episode that we recorded, we had some technical problems, so nobody heard it. See, Willie Miles is his name, and he's coming back to Minnesota to perform at the Minnesota State Fair okay. in the fall. And he's like, "Yeah, I might outside." And he's like, "I might record my next album there." I was like, I, "Really?" That's a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that there's just that's a terrible idea. I think you need. I was really surprised to know to hear that, that the sound is going to be great. Yeah, I think you need to know like. Yeah, that's tough. That's a. I mean, it's I cool. Really it's cool as shit. It's a cool idea to do an album at a state fair. I it's think. one of the. It's probably the most Minnesota thing you could do, actually, because yeah. the fair is huge here. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's also unique. Yeah. I wanted to do uh, a small show in a private room at the restaurant Budokan in New York City and do Dan Soder live at Budokan because. You know, bands in the eighties used to. Do yeah, that shit. that's right. Yeah, yeah, but they'd actually go to like Asia. I was just going to do it at a restaurant in New York City, named after it. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe I'll do that for like a secret EP on a SoundCloud in like a year. Yeah, like if I know I'm going to burn material, I'll just rent it myself. There you go. Are you having a private dinner party? You're like, no, I'm recording an album. <laughs> I'm going to put out a mixtape. I'm putting together a comedy mixtape. <laughs> I uh, in your in the uh, in the standups. One of the first things you talk about is uh, having a roommate. You've mentioned having a roommate here yeah. already. Um, do you ever think like how how nice of a place you could get if you moved to a place like Minnesota? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I'm from Denver, so I think about that all the time, and I, I think about like you know, Denver's getting expensive, but um, yeah, there's like spacious places where you're like, I could have like probably a good two bedroom apartment here. Yeah, in a car. But I love New York, so it's the kind of the price you pay for just living there. It's like I'll I love the comedy scene there. I love things about New York. It's miserable right now. It's summer. It's yeah. I hate it. I'll take winter all day in New York. Really over summer, it's hot. People are meaner. Uh, I'm meaner. It's <laughs> you sweating all the time. You're just like you know. 
oh, you get on a train that doesn't have fucking air conditioning. It's brutal. But I love living there. You know what? You're uh, the heat does pe- make people meaner. Yeah, absolutely. The, I was telling you before we started recording about uh, my painting job. Yeah. We were on the job site yesterday, and uh, out of nowhere, this woman like come. She's walking. There's this driveway right next to the house uh, that we're painting, and she looks up at me on the ladder and just just kind of staring at me. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" She goes, "This is my driveway. Yeah. No hello. Just this yeah. is my driveway." I'm like. Uh, Okay. Yeah, cool. Weird conversation starter. Uh, Sweet. You're like, kick ass, lady. Okay. She came back this morning and apologized and said, you know what? It was really hot yesterday. I was rude the no way I brought shit. that up. Yes. Yes. Dude, I'm telling you, man, we're, we're apes. We're, we're fucking animals. Uh-huh. I think the dumbest thing that these phones have done has made us think that we're, has made us forget that we're not animals. Yeah. Like, we're monkeys. We're not. We still get mad and it's hot because that's an animalistic reaction yeah. of you're like, <laughs> even though we figured out how to create air conditioning. Right. We're still, yeah, we're still, there's a lot of evolving to go with humanity. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was like, that was really cool. I love when people do that. Yeah. I, I love when people are rational and like, I think people appreciate that. There was a thing where one of the jokes on the stand-ups uh, I have a McDonald's joke on there that is apparently uh, very, very similar to a Chris Porter joke. Which, I saw this. And somebody yeah. brought it up on so social media. So someone tweeted at Chris Porter, and this is where we're at. Instead of someone tweeting Chris Porter like, hey, check out Dan Soder's joke. I don't know what's going on, but it's similar. Instead, they tweeted, hey, Dan Soder plagiarized your McDonald's joke line for line. I'm glad you're saying it like this because I was going to bring it up to you just that way. Like The attitude but, of the way they brought it up. But Chris Porter is not only such a fucking great comedian, such a good dude and yep. a rational guy that he goes, hey, that was parallel thinking. Dan didn't need to do that. It's, you know, yep. no harm, no foul. To immediately, I'm like, dude, I if I would have, I was, I'm, I'm bummed out by that. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to know that of someone else's joke, you did someone else's, not that you did someone else's joke, but you did a joke similar to someone else's on a special you're like that's supposed to be unique and that's part of the problem of doing one in may of 20 you know that close oh, is yeah. maybe a joke like that doesn't get on a half hour if it's done but regardless that's me fucking that's me being a maniac <laughs> yeah uh but chris was so great and and i of course was like thank you for being so great that people on twitter were like oh, all right guys you fucking being all mature about this shit and you're like yeah yeah, that's it's what okay. we should be. Yeah, it's okay we to do that. We should be mature about this uh-huh. shit. But it was, um, yeah, that's, that's... Oh, It's also people are used to the, you know, it is a lot more exciting when it's, you know, uh, just accusations and then, oh, I can't wait to see what how she's going to attack. We live in a culture of vilifying. Everything is vilified. Yeah. Everything's like, you have the intention to hurt. Your intentions are the worst. And you're like, you don't know my intentions. They're like, I know. Yeah. And then you're like, those aren't my intentions. And it's always, it's, it's, we're a two-step process right now going on in our culture. We vilify and then we apologize. But the apologies don't mean shit because the vilifying didn't mean shit. Yeah. So it's not like, dude, I'll say about this, Donald Trump. Everyone's vilifying him for everything where you're like, all right, this is why you're going to lose. It's because you're spreading it out. If you really want to upset – Michael Che had the greatest point about this, and I haven't got to talk to him. I've, like, we've hung out, but I forgot to bring it up to him. But he said, if you want to piss off Donald Trump, just cover his policies. 
that'll piss him off. Yeah. Because right. he'll be like, no, no, you know, he's a guy that gets off on people vilifying him and then him squashing it. Yeah. Good so point. it's like this cycle, and that's what we're living in now. We're like, that guy, because someone uh, DM'd me on Instagram. It was like, hey, man, your McDonald's joke's very similar to Chris Porter the night before the tweet. And I go, oh, okay. I go, fuck, man. I'll show you the DM. I was like, fuck, man, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, I figured you didn't know. So there is good in the world where the guy okay. was like, but I wasn't going to make it a public thing of like, I didn't steal Chris Porter's. It's just like, watch the joke. They're they're different, but they're the same. Yeah. It's what happens with parallel thinking. Yeah. Uh, it happened with another comic just today where someone was like, hey, this guy tweeted something out. And I looked at it. I'm like, hey, man, that joke was on my comedy. He's my buddy. One of my good friends. Oh, really? And I was like, hey, dude, I did that joke on my hour special. And he's like, oh, shit. All right. Deleted the tweet. Eh, no problem. Yeah. He doesn't need to make a public like, I've learned my lesson and I will never try to make jokes that might have been done. But no thoughts original. Everyone, the thought you're having right now is not original. Right. Someone's had that thought somewhere in this world and you don't know it. So I do have fun sometimes uh, searching, and I'm not a comedian. I'm not like a, you know selling a, you know my trying to sell my next CD or anything. But uh, I, you know I sometimes could think I come up with something witty for social media, and then I'll go on and you can search like a phrase, yeah, a full phrase on Twitter, and then it's like boop, 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 like oh nope, yep, twenty five people just tweeted that exact same thing. If you have an angle, someone's had that angle. Yeah. If you have a fucking line, but that's the create. Like I think that's where creativity lives is making it yourself. If you make it yours, then you, it's impossible for you to steal because you're just you're fine. Like then then it becomes a fact of code of do you drop it? Yeah, which most of the time you have to. Mm-hmm. Like a dog with fetch. It's like when they come over, like drop it, drop. That's the voice I always hear in my head. <laughs> if I have a similar premise, <laughs> drop it, drop it, <laughs> down, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. Chris Porter uh, is, One he's been best. here a few times. On the, He's done Acme. He's been on this podcast. Yeah. What a fucking awesome Class guy. act and fucking super funny. Mm-hmm. Has my favorite joke about, um, he did it, it's an uh, old joke, but... Um, Quitting smoking and quitting drinking. It's like one of the funniest things. He's like, you can't quit smoking and, and still drink. Because when you drink, when you quit smoking, I'm going to butcher the joke, but he's like, when you when you drink it, uh, when you quit smoking and try to drink, it's like trying to poop without peeing. <laughs> and you're like, that's so fucking funny. I've thought of that joke so many times while pooping. I'm like, that's <laughs> perfect. I think he did it on Last Comic Standing. I remember watching that and being like, fuck, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, that's... I said this on Greg Fitzsimmons' show, or whatever, uh, but it was a good a good part of the old, like I guess some of the the plus side you would say was that it was a great comic like Chris Porter. Yeah, that's like not you know they're not like did you did a fucking Gallagher joke? You're like oh <laughs> Gallagher one or Gallagher two? They go three. You go, oh, didn't even know there was a three. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, what uh, you mentioned video games? What video games are you playing these days, dude? I got a fucking. I was, I was just playing this as I left my hotel. I fired it up. That's actually why I was late. I told you it was an app, or why I was rushed. A buddy of mine got me a jailbroke Amazon Fire Stick, so I have every Genesis, NES, Super NES, and N sixty four game. So I was playing on that Fire Stick. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Really? And I have I bought game controllers. Or I have game controllers. 
and I bought and uh, I was playing the Adventures of Batman and Robin on Sega Genesis. It's so much fun, really, dude. You forget how great certain Sega games used to be. Yeah, I was playing NHL '94. I'm going to run a season with the Whalers. <laughs> I'm going all in. I'm going all in. You could play. I mean, every Sega game. The Nintendo parts busted. It got downloaded wrong. Oh, so I've been playing any Super NES and uh, Genesis games. I just tried to hook up my original Nintendo. Yeah. I found it in a box and it didn't work. I was pretty bummed. Yeah, it's going to show my kids. And don't worry, the technology's there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's the part about showing your kids is you want to show them the whole process because mm-hmm. that's part of what it was. Mm-hmm. Like people now, they play the video games and like this sucks. Or they play PlayStation. You go, yeah, but you remember getting the game, putting it in the console, not putting it all the way, right? Kind of some of it in the way, yeah, yeah. Pushing it down with the case open, with the red light, hoping that you saw. Yes. Okay, we're good. We're good. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So it's. I mean, it is fun, but I have like an. Um, it's almost like an Apple TV remote. So you're like, mm, this game, this Coach K's college basketball, Sonic and, you know, Tailspin. Coach K, fuck yeah. Dude, that game. That. Dude, I've been, I've been playing that game nonstop. I got real good at it again. <laughs> University of Arizona, which is my alma mater, we are running shit. Got Jason the Jet Terry. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I fucking love that game. I, that was pre-license like uh, license where you had to just, you know, if you had to know the team to know who these players were. Yes. Well, you could never put the, the players' names on. Well, as far as not for college, yeah. Yeah, any, as, far as, any as far as college. But uh, um, it was interesting because the deals on this on these old school games was they had to make the deal with the school. So there's a lot of schools that aren't on there. Oh, yeah. Because in the later time, what happened is if you made a deal with the NCAA, you got all NCAA schools. But now, back then, it was just school by school, which I think it's going to go back to if we ever want to see – sports college uh college sports game video games yeah because they don't make them anymore they don't no because of the um o'bannon twins they had a lawsuit oh the ucla guys yeah about when they played at ucla not making money and since oh, players don't yeah. get paid they can't prof they can't uh profit off it that explains why my buddy still plays yeah the ncaa football from like five years ago dude it's the greatest game of all time yeah that was my number one game of all time okay i love it i miss it i miss it like i miss one of my i, I miss like a dead family member he I tells wish. me he's gone through, he's like in 2035, like he's done probably. so many seasons. Probably. Yeah. I got up to 2028 20, when really? I played it. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved over to PlayStation 4. <laughs> but I, uh, oh, dude, I ran shit. I was running a dynasty at UNC, went over to Arizona, over to Michigan State. I was all over the place. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. We should, uh, I'm just checking the time here. We should talk about your uh, your acting on the Showtime. On oh, Billions. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, which uh, I'm going to admit I've never seen because I don't have Showtime. I only have my three months free HBO right now. Um, it's unbelievable. It's just a it's a really awesome, big show to be a part of. And I just try not I try to do my best and not to screw up. That's like really it. There's like um, the, from the writing to the acting to the crew, everything's done so professionally that you're just like um have you ever hired professional movers? No. Okay. There's this feeling when you have professional movers that, like, you're in the way and you're not helping. Sure. It feels like that on a major set. Really? Where, like, these are all pros. They know where they're going, what they're doing. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm just standing there with a box of pictures like, do you want me to put this in the truck? <laughs> like, that's what I always feel like where I'm just like, I can, I'll sweep after you guys move the couch. But they're, uh, 
everyone there is such a pro that it's fucking great. How did you How did you get on that? I auditioned for the pilot. Uh, I knew Brian Koppelman and David Levine just from living in New York. I met Brian at an open mic when I first moved to New York City. He was doing comedy, and he was a successful screenwriter. But he was doing he had he did stand up for like a year and a half. So we hung up, and um, he had me come in and audition for this pilot. And Showtime was like, we love him. Bring him back in. So I auditioned a couple times and then didn't get the pilot. And they're like, hey, if we go to series, we'll have a role for you. And they did. And they came through. And season one, they were, you know, I uh, got to do a bunch more than I was supposed to. I think I was supposed to do like three episodes. and ended up being like ten. So there's been two or seasons nine, so far, yeah. correct? Yeah, two seasons. Yeah. I did nine in the first season. And then the second season, they had me involved. And, in, you know, I just pop up a little bit. I'm just a peripheral character. Yeah. But what a cool show to be a peripheral character on. And this Paul Giamatti. Paul right? Giamatti, Damian Lewis, uh, Marlon Ackerman, Maggie Siff, Asia Kate Dillon, David Costable, Toby Leonard Moore. There's so many, like, uh, uh, Rashad. I, I, uh, there's so many incredible, talented actors on that that you're like, Ugh. Even, like, like Kelly O'Coin, who's my buddy, who plays Dollar Bill on the show, who's unbelievable. He's on like six other shows, and he's such a great guy that you're just like, dude, I didn't know you were this guy in this show. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah do that. And you're like, so there's like, um, it's kind of a cool place to learn, right just to learn how to act. I mean, I've done other acting stuff and uh, learned there, but like learning, I, I just I just shut up and try to learn when I'm on set. You what's, know, what's Paul Giamatti? Like? I don't really see him a lot. No? He's on the other side. Okay. He's on the DA side, and I'm on the on Axe Cap side. So I hang out mostly with like, you know, the uh, like I said, like Daniel Isaac and Asia Kate Dillon, and um, and I know her from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, they're great. They're great on that, and they um, they're great on the show. And David Costable, who's been in Breaking Bad, The Wire. I mean. He's such a funny, nice guy that you just like want to talk to him, and it's like it's awesome just hanging out with him. Awesome. You forget that these people are also at the top of their game. Yeah, like Maggie Siff is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Damian Lewis is a true professional and a fucking G. Yeah, like you watch him work, and you're like, I gotta get better. <laughs> like, I want to get better. It's yeah. a motivating. Like, you know, when you watch a great, when you watch someone who's great at their job be great at their job, you want to get better at what you do. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and it helps that everyone on set is fucking awesome yeah did they throw you a free uh, showtime subscription when you have a no, show on showtime? i'm trying to get one from a nana she's not, she hasn't watched the show <laughs> i'm trying to see if they could juice her box or something she has a cable box not juice her box jesus that's on, disgusting no. but yeah no if they could like you know why don't you hook up my grandma my 89 year old grandma with some show, showtime that'd be awesome yeah. i'd love that that'd be great hell yeah uh any any thoughts on uh, do you see who, who died today who? rest in peace the uh, I had to write down his name because I never knew it. Fresh Kid Ice from Two Live Crew. Oh man! You remember which keep guy? The Asian guy. Oh really? Nibble on my dick like a rat. Cheese. <laughs> Dude, Two Live Crew. If you're telling me they didn't have the most fun, they were. But their only downside of Two Live Crew was they also were at, right at the AIDS outbreak. Yeah. So they're like about fucking and like irresponsible fucking, yeah. and then it's like, oh, there's a disease that'll murder yeah. all of you. Meanwhile, you the, the the opposite uh, message is coming out. Yeah, really they're like, don't fuck, and then two live crews like, pop that pussy, pussy pop that pussy. They're like, this blood disease could be traveling through spit. Pop that pussy, pussy. What a fucking what a 
polar opposite thing to be saying. Like, don't stop letting me see you doo-doo brown. <laughs> Bathhouses are the focal point of these problems. Yeah. <laughs> Get that pussy, fuck that pussy. We have learned, yeah, well, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> That's also the thing about Twitter is, like, you find out about way more, like, deaths that you're just like, oh, okay. Then you find out about, like, shitty ones. Yeah. I mean, that guy, yeah, obviously. Blood. Hope his family. Yeah, but you, like, hope his family's okay and stuff. But, like, For sure. when Chris Cornell dies, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. And Twitter's just, it just, it's that tweet. You just read that one tweet, like, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. And you're like, no. And then you read it, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is this trending? Is this real? Yeah. Ah, fuck. It's trending. If it's trending. I'm just wondering if um, strip clubs will do a moment of silence for all the two live crew songs they've played in oh, these decades. Please. If they just. That'd be so great if they did like a. Uh, if they if the strippers hung upside down on the strip pole and just didn't say anything. Now a moment of silence. A strip club moment of silence. <laughs> what is a stripper moment of silence? They cover up their nipples. A 21 tit salute. That's right. Yep. Get them out here, girls. Pop. Pop. We've located several major cities where the outbreaks are happening. <laughs> if you just cut two live crew to early 80s AIDS yes. footage. Yes. Fuck. They say that the disease takes over the white blood cells, rendering them useless. <laughs> Don't stop letting me see you doo-doo brown. That was probably Luke. I think that's Uncle Luke. You know. Yeah, you know. Birds of a feather. Exactly. exactly. Fuck together. <laughs> Damn right they did. Yeah. Uh, anything else we should be mentioning here before? No, dude. It was, uh, it was good seeing you. Yeah. And I'll see you again in two years. I hope so. With a new hour. Yeah. And I won't be nervous. <laughs> You're not really nervous. I'm really, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I love, uh, I love this club. I want to do well here. No, you, you will. The uh, So anyway, yeah, people, come out here. See Dan Soder this week. Um, I don't know if you're... Yeah, my, um, my buddy Dan Witt. I'm giving my buddy a shout-out on the podcast. Yeah. He, I brought him with, with his that. bride. Uh, I think... Well, they weren't married then. They're married now. And yeah. he's coming to your show tomorrow. Hey! A return customer. Yeah. All right. The Dan's House of Laughs. We always like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What the Dan, fuck. thank you very Dude, much, of sir. Of course. Thanks for having me, man.